With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Plans for a 45-minute to an hour dissection of Andy Dalton's contract with the Saints have been scrapped. Instead, we'll do an underdog draft, which is just about to start. Welcome to the deep end. Hi, Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. We just got started in an underdog super flex draft. Adam, tell them how it works. Yeah, so I want to apologize. I know everyone wanted to jump in here with us, but Mike and I just jumped in and we were the last two in. I thought we would have like 10 minutes to, to promote this thing, but it was, uh, it was, it was a hot one. So, um, so yeah, underdog, best ball, uh, super flex. So um, a lot of you are familiar with the underdog drafts. Um, and uh, Mike and I are going to are drafting tonight separately. Uh, I have the nine spot because I can't possibly ever pick above seven. And uh, I think Mike's picking picking 12. 12 for the second time in two or three for me. Uh, th- I'm v- very vulnerable here because these are all different categories where I am, am relatively less confident. Uh, yep. Super flex, I'm a little bit less confident. Underdog, I'm a little bit less confident. I've been using it on my laptop because I'm 50 and not on my phone. And I guess on your phone, underdog is super easy and cool and hip. And on the laptop, it's like, okay, I have to drag this down and where's the board and how many positions and what is it PPR? So I don't know. Uh, I hope no one's watching. So this is half point, right? <laughs> half point P- PPR, uh, start two, two receivers, two running backs, a flex, a quarterback. So basically you can start two quarterbacks um, you, and you can start two running backs, two receivers, and then a a flex, which can be a quarterback, running back, or receiver. So you obviously want to start a quarterback in that spot. Um, and I'm on the clock. Pick nine. Uh, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go quarterbacks. Seven quarterbacks out of eight so far. Yes, I know. That's not know. surprising, is it? That's no, what uh, no, no. I think I'm going to go Russ Wilson. And this is how this this is how this is going to go. So. Um, so yeah, how much, I mean, how much was this? 10? 10 bucks. Okay, we can fool around a little bit then. Oh yeah, fool around, get get freaky with some builds here. This is a fun. I love I love uh I love challenging, doing challenging little builds. Um I'll take Lance. Oh, that that's your boy. You know, it's kind of amazing that it's been almost a year since that draft and we're still kind of nowhere on um, resolution there. Like even today at the owners meetings, 
Kyle Shanahan was talking about just, well, we'll see, you know, it's still up in the air. Right. I'll take Jamar Chase. Ooh. Talk to me about Chase. I took Chase in the second round of an underdog earlier today. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking? Where, where do you have him in, in your wide receiver rankings? Well, it's, it's a matter for me that, you know, he's in the top three now that Tyree Kill was traded and is out of that group. It's Chase, Jefferson, and Cup in some order. And I'm just kind of looking for variety. You tell me in terms of best ball strategy, like Chase, I mean, they all offer this, but just the, the big play potential as opposed to more of a, I don't know, none of those guys is a grinder, you know, 10 for 90 or anything like that. Cup might be most most that of all but um you got to love jamar chase and i think he this is a cliche that's often wrong but i feel like he's somebody where you could say he almost he, he probably gets better and they have really gone after offensive line cincinnati so while some of the burrow numbers and their offense numbers look like they're ripe for regression they could also be more efficient and burrow could be just better overall because he's not under as much pressure yeah, no, I I completely get that, um, and uh, it's gonna be it's it's cool about you know, the superflex thing is you can take you can take some some chances here, and usually quarterbacks are pretty safe uh, bets at the at the top of these draft boards, and yeah, Lance if he gets that spot, especially if they if they trade Jimmy G, uh, I think he could he could explode. That's what you want. You want those dual threat quarterbacks. Um, but it, it is like you you could never assume that an organization is just like sort of right and they know what they're doing and everybody sort of trying to do the same thing but man san francisco they get so much credit i've griped about this before on this show other times it's just amazing that now the the free agency period is over and the you know the trades that have happened you still have garoppolo sitting there shanahan did say today that lance would be the number one at their workouts and he sounded to me like somebody who's prepared to move on to lance but you know you can't trust that guy when it comes to press conferences and I don't know, it's just amazing to me that Garoppolo is still there. I, I think it's amazing that he played it all last year, <laughs> just let alone to the NFC championship. Um, I don't know, like they could get stuck there and he could play again. I don't know what it says about Lance. It's hard to know, but I, I feel like the reasons that we liked him a year ago are still true. Like what the profile is and if he gets on the field, I want to be optimistic. For sure. Um, so yeah, I came back in the second. So you went, you went Lance, Jamar Chase. I came back in the second and went Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't want any of the running backs there. So again, in these super flex drafts, uh, quarterbacks go early. They go often as they should. I want, I want three starters. Like I want three bona fide starters. It's, it's a lot easier to do in August, but right now probably the, the last like four or five, we don't really know. So I want I want to come out of the first I want to come out of the draft with three starting quarterbacks unless I was to have a top three QB which I don't think I have Hertz performed top three a little bit last year uh, but I never have a top three pick so it's so I can never get that top three guy so um, but I want to come out with um, with three starting quarterbacks generally yeah I, I can understand that we're talking twenty rounds here best ball yep. Yep. Um, all right. So it's on me. Quarterbacks and running backs are the name of the game here. So I'm going to go with a with a DraftSharks.com favorite, Joe Mixon here. Yes. 
So what's wrong with that? Yeah. And so my, my strategy generally going into these, Mike, is to do quarterback and running back heavy because you only have to start two receivers and you it's only half PPR. So I think the least valuable position in these is receiver slash tight end. Um, it's okay to get one early. I've done that before. I've gotten one early and then ignored it for, you know, 10 rounds. But if I can, if I have to start basically as many quarterbacks as I do receivers, um, I want to go get my quarterbacks early. Well, I was going to take Debo there, uh, despite what you said. About receivers. <laughs> I'll right. take Nick Chubb who is great. And I don't know if they move off of hunt for now. They haven't, but it's been a few years in a row where we have the same conversations about Chubb. Yes. A new quarterback, but so, so excellent. And still a team I think that is and should be committed to, uh, to him and running the ball. They could do more of it. If that ever happens, then it gets even better. And so he'll be my running back one. And then Matt Ryan, I, I do like Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously most quarterbacks are gone already in this thing. But it's an upgrade for him in terms of team, and it's an upgrade for the Colts. So I, I keep coming back to the fact that Colts were kind of feared until their last game, and then they bombed in that game against Jacksonville. It's still a pretty good roster. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and you're talking about the Colts, right? right Mike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. And I guess, you know, they haven't had the best things to say about Carson Wentz either. Uh, wow, wow. Since he left. But... Just, I mean – no pleasantries really at all there. And that's just so rare. I know. He's off the team and you would expect everybody to play nice, but he could not get a meeting with the owner to discuss his future. Like he wouldn't even meet with them. How bizarre. I know. So, 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 so bizarre. Um, but uh, what do you think about Hertz's season ahead? Like, are you confident there? Hertz is always a little bit, at least a little bit of concern about, how much faith they have in him, but it's typical. They're saying the usually usual right things at this point. Are, are you drafting him with that sort of confidence? It doesn't feel too different than a year ago, even though last year happened and he went to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I I'm okay with the way that it's turned out. So, so far, you know, kind of reading the, the, the tea leaves here and, and I think, you know, and if they go get, there's whispers of DK Metcalf, maybe to a trade to there. I mean, that could, unlock him, you know, for this year for fantasy wise. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet on that. I, I like what I've heard so far. I don't think they're going to draft one. And this isn't even a supposedly isn't a strong quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, no, but it yeah. would be, it would be strange if they did at this point. Correct. And I even think. if they did, like, I mean, I don't even know if that rookie would even necessarily outplay Hertz in the, in the, in the, in the preseason, you know? So. Um, oh yeah. Like, no, I could see, I could see Philadelphia doing something like that, like in round four maybe where it's somebody that's not too much of a, you know, an obvious threat where we're talking about Hertz. Is he playing this week? You know, all the time, give them some room and see if they can't grow their passing game a little bit. Smith is really good. I've been drafting him, Adam, Devontae Smith. Not yeah. Yet tonight though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Did, did he already go? I'm trying I don't to think see. so. No, there's okay. still time. I guess, I guess I still could. There's still time. You're going to draft him. That's right. You're right. I'm going to snipe you on him. Um, yeah, so when again, I apologize. AJ says he uh, upset he couldn't get in. I didn't expect us to be the last two guys in the room. So, unfortunately, next week maybe we'll uh, we'll plan it out a little bit better. Um, can, can you do a private one on underdog? Where I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, 
We could do a private FFPC one, which we could certainly do that next next week. All right, I'm free. We wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, you're free. Um, am I am, am I on the clock here? When, when am I? No, oh, I'm, I'm up. Next. We're at the top of five, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yep, oh, wait yep. a minute. I'm I'm way behind then. Well, I'm on right now. You are on the clock. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I just yeah, another I, underdog little quirk for me is they don't advance the bar at the top when I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm from a different era. <laughs> yeah, no, I I completely agree. I, I've yeah. Jameis. Yeah. Jameis, yeah. I want I I think Jameis is gonna be the starter there. Uh and they just is that is that Dalton there t- today? Yes. Yeah, so I think Dalton's they said he's the backup, so I'll trust that for now. And I, I got my three starting starting quarterbacks with Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, and Jameis Winston. And you're and you're coming up on the clock here. So it's interesting the guy picking in front of you, Joey Watts. Uh, yep. doesn't have a running back yet. He took a, Debo, uh, who doesn't count as a running back. There's James Conner. I'm fine with James, that. There's James Conner. Yeah. Interesting. Couple couple nice running backs still left for you, and you're going to go yep. George Kittle. Kittle to put with Lance, and then – Yep. I think Dobbins is the play. Oh, you would. I like that pick. That's who I was gonna. Is that's that, who I was looking at. For sure. I I think you're one of my sources on that. Like that's right. a hole in their pockets, right? That's right. That's that's it. That it's not. There's no analytics there, Mike. It's just you know. No. The analytics a, are, he's a great player who was picked in the second round, and then had a season long injury last year. Like they're. There really hasn't been. It's it's your argument. The analytics are with are underneath your argument. They they're just why why would Baltimore want to squander the asset? So right. if, assuming he can still run, which I guess should be need to be proven after the injury, then um, there's every reason to think he can do a lot for them. Jackson running and how they balance with passing that's always the question with Baltimore. But when Dobbins was playing, he had to trade with Mark Ingram and. Gus Edwards were the playoff games in Tennessee and then in Buffalo. It was really split. Uh, it should be their year to find out what he can do. Yeah. No, I'm excited about him for sure. Uh, I know he's coming off the injury, but it's going to be, you know, a full a full year. And, um, yeah, AJ, AJ mentions he doesn't think that they can do a, a private league for, for, for a tournament, which is, pro- which is probably right. So um, what's this? Uh, What's what? This is a private league or is this part of the tournament? This is part of the tournament. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm glad I'm stacking at least a little bit. I didn't realize that. That's right. Yeah, I think all the underdog stuff, all of the 12 team leagues, I think, are to tournaments. Like all the, the main the main stuff you see on the main page, mm-hmm. I think are all are, are all tournaments. Okay. So how does um, that change your strategy? Um yeah, stacking a little, a little bit more. I mean, I generally just do their their, their tournaments. Sometimes for fun, I'll do like a three team draft, just because I like yep. to have you know eight for eight first round picks for, for, for the fun of it. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, stacking a little, a little bit, but I still stick to generally the same approach of. Um, I mean, I'm not doing 150 laps. I'm not I'm not max entering these things, so I don't I don't have the luxury of of really doing you know, three or four different styles of strategy like some of these guys can, can do. And and um, and so I have to kind of plant my flag on certain players and certain strategies 
um, go, going into it. Is this your first, uh, is your first super flex draft of the year, Mike? Maybe, um, Billy Muzio's was not, so that's not one. I haven't done any super flex on FFPC. I don't know. I, I feel a little bit less confident in there. Like I said earlier, uh, it's just, it's just reps, you know, and knowing what the quarter, when the quarterback run is going to happen or it's just a different, all different metrics, which is great. I mean, every one of these different formats are interesting in their own way, but I've gotten more comfortable doing the best ball slims at FFPC, the never too early. I have done four of those. And um, that's where I feel like I'm in my groove. Yeah. Um, Death dealers asked what thoughts about team, uh, team three with only one quarterback after six rounds. He just took a second one in Trubisky. I like Trubisky as a sleeper um, as his second quarterback, though. That might be a little tough. I have a question for death dealers. Yes. Is he going to allow us to reciprocate at the expo uh, this year <laughs> after his generosity from last year? I know. I know. I, I don't know if he will. I don't know if Hillard will. I don't know if, you know I don't know if he will. It's not, it's not Keith. He, he was insistent <laughs> last year that I love he it. be so generous. And I'm death dealers and I right that. now are in a, Oh yeah, well, we're in a FFPC draft against you. Uh, I'm in there, yep. A tournament. That's we'll we'll break that down next week. That's been a fun. That's been a fun draft. And I'm 12 there, and you might be nine there, eight or nine. Yeah, yep. I gonna have a lot of practice down down here at the end. So, um, would right, you I'm this a, cup your wide receiver one? Go ahead and pick first, and we'll talk about it on the way around. Uh, let me see. Who do I like here? Nah. Any of these guys? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go this route if he's still there. I think I'm gonna go. I won't. I won't take your guy. I'll, I'll let you have him, but I'm, I'm gonna go because I don't have much of. And plus, I can I can lock him up with my with my quarterback here. I'm gonna go, Michael Thomas. It's I my like first that. share. I like that. My first share. I, so I wasn't on Michael Thomas last year. He was going in the third round before the injury because of. You know, the Jameis Winston situation. I didn't think Winston in his game meshed, but that was the third round. Now we're looking at him in the seventh round. Now it's super flex, so it pushes him down. So even if he's a fifth round receiver, I'm okay with that. I think he's uh I think he's got something to prove there. He's the really the only bona fide receiver there. So I like Michael Thomas going uh where you where you can get him now. Yeah. Uh there were different questions about him last year. So with with Winston in there, I mean, name how many players you can on the Saints who you think are in line for targets. So sure. uh I like that. Well, I went Davis Mills. I'm on the optimistic side when it comes to him, and there's really not much of a reason why at this point Houston should dabble with anybody else at the position. They we made it through most of free agency, and I don't know, like I hear the, the most of what I hear is let's try this, you know, and they're not expected to win anyway. He did have some big games for them in fantasy and cooks is still there. So, and I like Collins and they'll be losing all the time. So if I can keep, <laughs> if right. I can keep mills on the field, which is basically without them drafting someone new in like the first two rounds of this draft, I think at least starts with him. And if he does, okay, maybe I get a, I get a season out of him. I, I, I've been drafting him. Yeah. Lots of, yeah, there's just some interesting picks here. I want Christian McCaffrey felt now. I don't know how far Christian McCaffrey normally falls in these because I'm always taking him because I'm picking seventh or and that's kind of where 
he goes uh, when I draft, but man, fall all the way to the second round. I feel like um, that's a great that, that's a great start there to be able to get possibly the RB one. I mean, he he took him as the RB two, <laughs> RBB four zero four three took him as the RB two. So that's that's inter- interesting. Um, and you passed on uh, you passed on what what receiver were you talking about to taking earlier? Up. Um, oh, I was talking about De- De- Devonta Smith. I was right. torn between Michael Thomas, Devonta Smith. I didn't know if you wanted to take Devonta Smith there. Um, but Cup, yeah, I, Cup's my wide receiver one now that now that Tyreek's moved on. Um, I just think he's so safe. His his um his production last year was all time, all absolutely all time production. And so it's, again, it's it's going to be a situation where is he going to do that again? No, he's he 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 isn't. It's almost impossible. Uh, but I think he's an abs- if he stays healthy, he's an absolutely lock top three to five fantasy receiver. And that's fine. When you're making a first round pick, if you're looking for safe, it doesn't get any more safe than Cooper Cup. I suppose. I've got nothing against him. It was more just I'm thinking big plays and who have I taken less of uh, so far. So I got to chase. You know, the PPR on McCaffrey being half point. It looked like it might have been irrelevant in terms of round one in this draft because 11 of 12 were quarterbacks except for team three right? with Taylor. So really, it's almost like McCaffrey. You could look at him. It's more about RB2, I think, than it is overall pick 15. Um, and, you know, in more of a PPR format, you might see him go five, as, as low as running back five or so, would you say? I mean, you know, a couple of those guys are up there with him, and this isn't surprising because that's why we love him. That's why we love Eckler. Or Elliot in his prime is, you know, the the pass catching Camara. Yeah, for sure. It's all yeah, exactly. And um So they're man. all they're all tilted toward the PPR side. Yeah. Yeah, there so there's I'm on Ra goes middle of that middle of the eighth round. I'm uh starting to do starting to dig into some of these guys now and Juju Smith Schuster. I just took him, me and Deathfield just took him in the the 125 best ball tournament over at FFPC. Um, you know, if they don't if they don't add anything significant, even if they take a receiver in the first round, I still think Juju's in a really good spot there to be going in the eighth in the eighth round. What do you? Th- I don't think we've talked much about him. No, I like that a lot. And you know, the the fans we look at the money and try to glean from that. Well, what does that say about the team's commitment? This James Conner is a player last year where many. Analysts, I think, were deceived. Like, well, they're not paying him, so what do you think really happens there? So Valdez Scantling came along with a bigger contract than Smith Schuster, but Smith Schuster had such that huge year going back. Is it three years now with Pittsburgh? Yeah, and with Mahomes, you can at least assume that there's a pretty good floor there. So I like the player. He's young, and he, he would be if you if you want to read into. His contract situation, you know, motivation there. And I, I mean, I feel like where he goes in, in these drafts is definitely uh, justified and he could go earlier. Yeah, I completely, completely agree there. Um, man, it's these so are fun easy to, for me, by the way. It's so fun to, oh, Tony. I like that Tony pick there. Um, oh, he's back to the, he's, he, ha, he can't quit the San Francisco stack. Claypool, that's a great pick. I love I love Claypool. I think he fits Mitch Trubisky's style more than mm. Deontay Johnson. I'm not saying Deontay Johnson won't outproduce him, but I think when you're looking at um, ADPs, 
Claypool in the 10th round here of the Superflex, uh, I think is really, really nice. Huge athlete. I would have taken Cooks in there too. He went in the middle of nine with uh, Mills on my roster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go get my first tight end with Zach Ertz. I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I like him there a lot. Um, took him as, I think, what did I took him at tight end? Does it say what? No. No. It doesn't. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I like him there. I like him. I had a, I had a Gronk and a couple of those of those other guys. He could be in that, in the, when, after you get to the elite, get to the elite four or five tight ends, I think he he mm-hmm. could creep up to the top of that next year. Looks like tight end ten for me, if I'm okay. counting these really fast. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I think that's a more promising range for tight ends than it's felt at least last year. Last year, you and I did pros versus Joes and came very close to picking Kelsey at one hundred and one. You had Waller up there, and then Kittle up there, and even Hawkinson and Pitts. And those, that's still pretty much the group with Andrews, of course, as well. And that's still pretty much the group. But last year in this area, it was Engram, you know, and Gesicki, I guess. Uh, not that he's as bad a choice this year as maybe Engram, who's moved on to Jacksonville. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think there's just more positive uh, profiles here with a, with a Schultz or, I mean, Hawkinson's there too. I think Ertz is another one. And there are a couple more still left to be picked to, I think, also a few more. That yeah. I, I'm I'm not as it's not as dire to me as it felt a year ago if you missed out on tight end in like the first two rounds in FFPC format anyway. For sure. And just checking in on um team three, Mets go let's uh talk about him not getting the quarterbacks. He ended up getting three three starters. He got Fields, Trubisky, if he can hold off any rookie or something like that. And Jared, Jared Goff, you know, I mean, unless Detroit takes Detroit could take a quarterback. What did they, what did they pick? Two, two, one or two. Yeah. They could take one there. That could certainly beat out Goff. But uh, again, you're, I mean, if this, if this person's doing 20, 30 of these drafts, you know, you take, a, you do want one of these or a couple of these drafts where you're taking the last couple quarterbacks available, you know, and loading up on, you know, the number one tight end, the number one running back, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Just, Roll the dice to see see how how it plays out. Definitely. So yeah, you've got you've got what you've got about half dozen teams or so, and that's just a first guess here, where you don't know for sure who they're going to go with, what Mariota's future is, Trubisky, yeah, um, Houston. I mentioned Seattle would be another. You've got a few, you've got a few teams where at this time of the year when you're drafting, it's really you just have your fingers crossed that that your guy is going to start. I don't think that mystery exists anymore with the Giants. When they added Tyrod Taylor, I thought that was interesting and maybe there would be a competition there, but I'm I, I'm gullible, but I'm convinced by everything they're saying, it's going to be Jones. And part of that is that ownership has, you know, ownership does press conferences with the Giants, you know, and that story has always been, they shut Jones down last year. That was the John Maris Carpenter thing. Like, I, I think Jones is going to get a chance there with a new offensive-minded coach to, to play. Yeah, I I can I completely agree, and and he's the same he's he's the same style that Josh Allen is in Buffalo, where Dayball's from, where Dayball came from. So I think he's going to utilize his legs, and I think he I I really like Daniel Jones there. I like hopefully they can unlock he can unlock some of the um, some of the skill position guys now there with um, with Brian Dayball there. I'm going to go with 
a guy that I, you know, I, one of the things I try to do in the off season is try to go back on guys I was high on last year and why weren't they good. And I was really high on Rashad Bateman coming out of the draft. And I, he was my, he was my wide receiver too c- coming out and, you know, he got, he got hurt. He missed a lot of time and then he came back. He, he showed flashes and I just don't want to forget about my, my initial thoughts on him and no, he's got another year. Hopefully he's got the whole preseason to get in sync with his quarterback and they haven't, you know, they haven't added anybody of significance yet. And hopefully they don't in the actual draft. And, um, and, and I really, so I really like Bateman this year. Um, and he, I was choosing between Bateman and Rondell Moore. And I, so I really like that Rondell Moore pick. Mm-hmm. I'll go Rondell Moore and Lazard here. Just play a, a late, put a late chip there on how he is the depth chart <laughs> wide receiver. You know, they, they still have they have plenty of draft picks and time enough to add one or two. We've seen Green Bay have a reluctance to do that in the past, and Cobb is still there, right? Yes. But MVS gone, Adams, of course. I, I, I have a lot of Aaron Jones, Adam. I think he's undervalued in drafts. I mean, he's going in round four sometimes. Yeah. And I, I mean, not in super flex and probably go lower tonight. I didn't notice him, but. Um, I like the idea of him catching the ball with Dylan having proven what he can be in the backfield. So it's not a home run for me, Lazard, but at this point of the draft, there's a good chance that uh, he's on the field a lot for Green Bay. Yeah, for sure. Um, another guy I like kind of in these rounds, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Ooh, let me know. guess. You can't believe you're saying it. <laughs> it's not a bill because you would never say, I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, who is it? Devin Singletary. Oh, it is. Okay. It right. is a bill. The only way it's a bill is if the it's The only Singletary. way it's a bill. <laughs> they haven't, I mean, I haven't heard them linked to, now recently that people have been mock drafting Brees mm. Hall to, to, to Buffalo. I don't, um, I don't think, I mean, I, for fantasy, would, for fantasy, would absolutely love it, obviously. But the bills don't, they don't seem like the type, they've never, they've never done that. And maybe they're like, hey, we're all in this year. We really, need, you know. Um, we really want to do something like that. So I don't, outside of something like that happening, I think they've shown, you know, they wanted the JD McKissick, um, didn't, didn't, didn't get him. They haven't really, they haven't really added much. Um, so if they go into the draft and they don't take a running back in the first or second round, I think Singletary is the guy. So I'm willing to bet. I mean, I didn't get Singletary here. I took him earlier in the day, but in the 10th round, I'm willing to bet on Singletary this year. Cause he's clearly last year. We didn't know. Did the bills like Singletary? Did the bills like Moss? Now we know they like Singletary. And so he could be the guy, the, the guy there. Well, it reminds me of last year when around this time of year here in Buffalo, we were talking about Travis Etienne a lot and the draft came and went Etienne was picked right in front of them. And I don't feel like I know whether they would have done that. They ended up going edge rusher in rounds one and two, and they were able to defend uh, why they did that. But I didn't want to rule out the possibility that they really liked ETN because there were a lot of rumors connecting the Bills to ETN. It feels like that could have been valid or that could have been a play by them this time of year, you know, talking up a certain player. Your hope, if, you, if you're very anti running back in the first round and you're the Bills, you'd want somebody to use a pick on a running back in front of them. And Pittsburgh sure. also did that yep. uh, as well as Jacksonville. By the way, two teams that beat the Bills uh, last year, not that. ETN was on the field. So this year you have Brees Hall rumors again. I don't know if he'll be picked in the first round. The Bills are at 25, so he could be available to them. 
but I'd be shocked. You know, apart from this kind of analysis where you're trying to figure out what people really mean in these rumors, just like they, they need corner and yeah. wide receiver. Can all, you can always use that. We're going to be talking about digs and money and Sanders is probably gone. Beasley is gone. Crowder is here. Speed. It's such a deep first round for receivers. That would be, would be my hope for the Bills. And I, I think also my uh, guess, if not corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you're coming up on the clock here, so I'll start talking about it and then you can pick and circle back to it. But I find it really interesting. We had um, Clyde Edwards Alaire taking only five picks ahead of Ronald Jones. And I, I'm in the camp. I haven't heard this a lot, but it looks like Cupoli uh, 16. I think Ronald Jones as a runner is better than Clyde Edwards Alaire as, as, as a runner. I understand he might not be that good of an all round player. I understand he might not, he can't catch the ball. He can't block whatever. As a pure runner, I think he's every bit as good as Clyde Edwards Alaire. I mean, he had like a 99 yard touchdown run. Was it last year or two years ago now? Yeah, like, against Carolina. Yeah. yeah, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's explosive. Um, you know, I, I think he, I mean, you get CEH gets banged up. I mean, they don't really throw to the running back anyways. So, like, if CEH gets banged up or Ronald Jones just looks good, I, I like betting on Ronald Jones. Now, I don't like the five you know, the five picks of separation there. I'd, I would like to get Ronald Jones a little, a little bit later, but, um, but yeah, I really, I, I'm thinking I'm going to be in on a lot of Ronald Jones this, this year. Well, maybe this is what most people are saying. I don't think I've heard very much on Kansas city since they made that move, but I would at least wonder if Jones is their first down back and Edward Hilaire is more in the pass catching role. Sure. He, he seemed to have that reputation coming into the league and maybe it was a little bit, you know, overheated, but that um, seems plausible to me that they try to get Edward Solaire into more of a niche role to make better use of him. And if they wanted to do that, Jones is a great idea for the right kind of compliment, I think. So uh, who knows if that's how they're thinking, but I'm also sort of eager to pick him where he go, where he's going and hope that I'm right. For sure. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You're, you know, you're betting on cheap guys here. And that was kind of my, um, kind of like my bet on Khalil Herbert here. Now I don't think he's going to outplay Montgomery, but Khalil Herbert showed last year when he's the lone back there, he can be an RB an RB one. And I think again, it's always, it's never a bad bet to, uh, to take handcuff running backs late, especially when, like when you don't have, like if I don't have David Montgomery, running backs are getting injured all the time. And, the, and their backups can be league winners. So I like guys like Khalil Herbert. You know, I like guys like Alexander Madison. I like guys like Ronald Jones. You know, we took we were we were targeting a lot of those guys last year, the James Conner types, the guys when there's an injury, you know, injury to Chase Edmonds Conner exploded, you know. So um I like doing that a lot um in any in any format. It's going fast. I know. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a, it's, so it's a, it's, it's a 20 round draft, just, just an FYI. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's moving here, which I, which I really, really like. That's why I like these, man. You can do like four or five of these a stinking day. In truth, uh, I've known for a week or more, we've talked about this idea for a long time that we'd be drafting tonight and not talking about Andy Dalton signing a backup deal with the saints, like I said <laughs> at the beginning. but I had no idea we were doing super flex or a tournament. Oh, and so I hope I'm not completely out in left field here with these. I mean, in the FFPC world with tournaments, there's a lot of 
at least from me, I mean, a lot of thinking about trying to build rare combinations. And, you know, you look at Fantasy Mojo and you think through, like, what kind of stacks do I want? Should I have been thinking that same way, like, to that extent tonight? You know, I think it's a little bit harder in Superflex. I mean, now, it's just going to sound weird because you're taking – you're focusing more on quarterbacks, which would almost put the focus more on st- – on stacking but i just think like with my style of taking i want three starting qbs i can't you know i can't take three starting qbs and then stack them all right i can't um or even stack two of them you know so like today i ended up going i had picked seventh and i went burrow and chase fell all the way around to me in the second round uh so i went burrow chase and i thought that was a that was a nice focal point there to build and then i um you know i ended up working off that for later on in the draft but um, no, I don't think again, everyone's stacking and I don't think you should reach for stacks if they're there. Great. Do it. And again, we talked about this last week. Part of stacking in these tournaments, um, is, is the schedule, right? So we want to stack yes. high scoring games at the end of the year. We don't even know who everyone's playing yet. So right. stacks, I think at this point, stacks aren't that, aren't that important. Yeah. It's hard so, to know. I mean, we've been trying to stack like that in February and then everybody got traded. So what good did right. that do? That's right. Yeah, there's still the draft, so we don't know. You know, we, we don't know uh, what's going on there. But um, well, I'm playing while up. you get while you get ready to go. I'm playing favorites tonight here. Uh, you know, in these conditions, Curtis Samuel is a favorite. Irv Smith is a favorite. Paris Campbell, you know, Matt Ryan, and I'm always picking Paris Campbell because he's super good. He just has to not be injured. Uh, maybe a big if. Chris Carson, I like that idea too. And then Penny re-signed and Pete Carroll is talking up Penny. I don't know. Carson will still be there, I think, unless he is, is you know, too banged up and doesn't make it or something. And if he's there, I would expect him to have some role. So it's not quite a handcuff and it's probably not a good team, but end of pick 15, okay. Yeah, no, I really like that. I know Matt Schauf, Draft Sharks, Matt Schauf would love that pick. Big, uh, big Chris Carson guy there. But is, is yeah. he still is he still on Carson after the penny? Yeah, you know, I think signing? I think he is because he's under. He says, and I don't disagree with him here. He said like Penny has had like I mean, granted they were in a row, <laughs> they were last year, and it's like like you know what have you done for me lately? Recency bias, but I mean Penny had like has had like five good games in his in his, his career, and that's when he was force fed the ball and could stay healthy. Penny never stays healthy. I mean, he just happened to, you know, so betting on a guy like Chris Carson, who doesn't really stay healthy a lot either. But I mean, again, betting on Chris Carson uh, six or seven rounds later is probably the better bet than, uh, than, than Penny. Do you think they go with Locke? <sighs> Sounds like probably, they might. You know, they it's go- Mayfield, it's not Garoppolo, it's Locke, or it's who? Rookie. Geno Smith. Geno <laughs> Smith. I mean, I think was Carol talking today about Geno Smith? Like, you know, he's always got to talk up his own guys, but like, I Locke mean, is the one they traded Russell Wilson for, you know, yeah, in, in, a, in a sense. So young enough, they've talked him up to. I would think that they want to see him of the quarterbacks they have, but there's also, you know, they draft early enough. Malik Willis, um, they do draft early enough, right after that trade. It's, yeah, well, I think they have a pick now. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they had one. Yeah. I'll get that for you. Let me know if I'm up. <laughs> no, you got a while. Um, okay. Seattle picks ninth. Ninth. There you go. That could be quarterback two at worst. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, why wouldn't they go get a Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I would. I would. I mean, he's he's fine for what Pete Carroll wants to do. You don't want the guy to throw. He's the perfect guy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's I just find it. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll see what happens in the draft if they don't get a guy that they that they like. Then maybe they'll go uh, go attack Baker Mayfield there. Yeah, you'd want to do that before the draft, I think, and you know have a competition, and then maybe your draft rookie is in round three, which might be optimal for this draft. Then I think you don't have to worry too much about the, that congestion on your roster. If you yeah. if you are thinking about May- Mayfield, but you wait until the draft, I don't know. Like, sure. Uh, I think it's I think it's a different equation then. You might feel more pressure to take the quarterback early. It depends who they like and how they th- see things falling. And you still have a pretty wide range of opinions on that from fa- from analysts who think the usual quarterback thing will happen and Malik Willis will go two and then Corral or Pickett will go in the first round and, and so on to it's the EJ Manuel draft. Nobody's worth it. And maybe this year will be very different. So teams are going to have to try to figure that out for themselves if they want if they want somebody. That's Seattle and Carolina, and you know maybe the Lions and maybe Houston and a few others. Uh, yeah, no, can com- completely agree there. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how those quarterbacks fall. That have been an interesting little little prop bat for the for draft night there, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be fun, and this has been just the most. I feel like you know, the last couple of days have just been awful because no one's being traded. No, I mean, they, they, they had us on fire there for, for two weeks and, <laughs> and here we are just Jones and uh, Jones and for some, for some stuff. And you think about all the coaches and everybody at the, uh, at the NFL uh, owners meeting that there'd be, that there'd be uh, it's kind of like the baseball winter meetings there. You think there'd be trade galore going on, but um, not so much. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you don't get trades, but you do get that picture of all the coaches, which this year <laughs> four of them skipped. I don't know. I want to know everything. I want to know what the protocol is for that. Like, is it do you have to be Bill Belichick to skip? And then if so, why is Dan Campbell not in the picture? And just, you know, who stands next to whom and what do you wear for that? I love all the details in that picture, which was yesterday. What would you wear, Mike? You're you're a coach in that photo. What, what, what are you wearing? Well, I've gained weight, so I want to make sure I don't look. I've got a rep, an organization to represent. I wear dark clothing, but I'm in Florida, and I'm younger than some of those guys, not as many as I would have been. The coaches have gotten younger, but shorts, I think, you know, and then the right okay. shoes. If I'm in the front, I'm, I'm happy to just go uh, dark polo or even a, like a short turtleneck, turtleneck or something like that and shorts, light-colored shorts. I like I'm it. do that. Maybe a visor. Oh yeah. Got to go backwards. A backwards visor. No, (laughs) no uh, headgear in that picture. If I, well, maybe one or two guys, but most of those guys look like, you you know, they were pretty cleaned up. Well, I wore my Josh Allen jersey tonight to hopefully get some luck to finally get the number, the the first pick. Nothing. I can't, I can't pick inside the the top seven. It's wild, but uh, soon I'm I'm not stopping one of these until I get. No, I expect, I I expect to see you in another one around 10. That's listen. I got I got money in the account. You know that works. Me, me too. Burn, burn uh, right through it. I haven't had any plans for it, but it's in there. <laughs> so we are near. We're near the end here. This is the end of uh, eighteen. Yeah we, yeah, we each have two picks left. Do you want to run through? Uh, why don't you run through your team? 
Well, I don't know if my balance is right. Three, five, eight, two at this point. Uh, yours is a little different, but I've got a stack for each quarterback, Lance, Ryan, and Mills. For Lance, I've got Kittle and Ayuk. For Ryan, I've got Campbell. And for Mills, I've got Nico Collins, who I like. Jamar Chase, stud receiver. Nick Chubb, stud running back. Dobbins, too, you know. Neither guy a big PPR guy. This is half point. Which is um, fine, yeah, because this is a half point PPR, so Chubb yeah. and Dobbins go I, up. I like it. my receivers in the middle. Claypool, a ton. Ayuk is more for Lance. Rondale Moore is a nice value, I think. Lazard could be. I always pick Curtis Samuel. And then uh, Irv Smith is my favorite tight end in that yes. 10 to 15 range with Albert O, who went right in front of me. So it's, uh, you know, most of these guys were not stretches for me. Yeah. Um, I really, really like that that uh, Chase Claypool pick. I think I'm going to have a lot of Claypool this year. Yep. Um, I like he, it too. If he, keep, if he keeps staying, staying down to that low. Um, By the way, uh, Kenneth Walker is my one rookie so far. Michigan State, maybe running back two in the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I could totally see that. Um, I think you took him in another draft that we recapped last week, I think, right? Muzio. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So I went, ended up going, uh, quarterback. I stuck with my, to my guns, but quarterback running back early. Um, that, that, that's what I normally do. Went with Russell Wilson and Jalen Hurts. Fine. Uh, Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Winston Jacobs. Um, I really like those, those running backs. I would have, if I could go back, maybe I would go Fournette over Swift. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn there, but Winston, uh, I think is going to be a top 20 fantasy quarterback. And I got him as my number three. So Josh Jacobs, I've been taking a lot of, I think we talked about that before, um, which I'm fine. He's my, uh, RB three. Then I then I stuck my foot into the wide receiver pool and stacked Michael Thomas. Yes, um, which I which I really like. That's my first receiver in the seventh round. Went Hunter Renfro, um, Zach Ertz, Zach Burtz is my number one tight end, and I'm on the You're clock. Here, I'm going to go with a yep. a tried and true. I'm going to stick my foot back into the water again with this guy Trey Sermon. Oh. Maybe he's the backup. If he's the backup, maybe who knows? Who knows what happened to him last year in camp? Who knows? So I'm going to give him another shot in the 18th to 19th round, wherever we are, and uh, and just cross my finger. Well, I've got I've got Elijah Mitchell too, so mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he he handcuffs him there on accident. I wasn't planning on doing that, but oh, I was going to take Jonu Smith right in front of me. Okay, I need, a, I need a new tight end. Um. Do it. One running back and one tight end here. This is weird, man. I'm going to take Damian Williams in Atlanta. Yep. And then um, these, the, love the these, player, but these are the best picks because you just get to throw caution to the wind. Granson. Okay, there you go. Highland Granson, Indianapolis. Yep. With with Matt Ryan. Uh, it's Mo Ali Cox, and then maybe it's Granson. At this well, point. I think. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe there was a falling out between Carson Wentz and Kylan Granson, and Kylan Granson won. Right, it, Wentz it, is that's gone. Probably, that's probably what happened. Wentz is gone. Um, I like John U. Smith in that spot because it feels like in these drafts everybody forgot about him. But yeah, it's you know, amazing. I feel like that, could, that could be good. Amazing! And, I spent all that money on John U. Smith, and they don't even use him. It's wild. And I've been taking Troutman too, and he was an option there, but. Uh, maybe it's Taysom Hill. 
I don't know. You know, I that's interesting. I was going to take for you too. Well, I I'm all, I'm all done. I took Zay You're Jones. I was thinking about Taysom Hill. Um, he's not going to play quarterback. It sounds like, but he's going to play maybe some more tight end for them. Maybe that should have been the pick for me because I have. Um, sorry here. I have um, Amos and Thomas. Yeah, that's right. I would have been like Plus. another Saint stack. Maybe he's my quarterback handcuff while getting some tight end points. So yeah, right. It's, it's going to be interesting where they where these sites end up ranking him or putting him. Is he going to be a quarterback? Is he going to be a tight end? What are they What are they going to do? So, um, when when do those decisions get made? I mean, Taysom Hill was it was two years ago or was it last summer? We were arguing about what he was listed at, like the ESPN controversy where he wasn't a tight end anymore. He had he had Patterson last year. Um, I liked what MFL did with Patterson. They're like, well, we started the year this way, so we're not changing it. Yep. And I'm not sure. Is that the standard? I mean, every site decides for itself. I think it is the standard and it should be the standard. The problem is what you've got now is you've got, we're drafting in January. So it's like, well, what if we start in January with a guy, we can't move it. Like, I think there's a certain point where the season, the draft season begins. And if, I don't know what, what, what is that now? Is it post NFL draft? You know, if that's where you kind of got to, all right, if this guy's going to be a quarterback, he's going to be a quarterback from here on out or vice, vice versa. So well, if, if uh, Miami with Gesicki or Atlanta with Pitts yeah. paid those guys and had the news conference and like, this is a wide receiver, you know, they, we use them as a wide receiver almost always. And we're going to pay them accordingly. They mean that much to us. It's a negotiation tactic for the players if the teams announce them as receivers the sites i think would be beholden to that just a matter of when they would do it and in terms of pits to a lesser extent gesicki you'd have that moment especially in tight end premium where you realize well he's not a tight end anymore i guess so each site probably has its own policy when it comes to that but with patterson even though patterson had not really been playing wide receiver for years right MFL had them there and I reached out to them. I'm sure lots of people did. And they said, but this is where we started the year. It's only fair to leave them there. And I, I thought that made sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Especially in, in like in tournaments, you gotta, like, you can't switch it up. Uh, uh, I mean, best ball tournaments, obviously you can't change them during draft season. Like if the tournament's still drafting, it'd be, it'd right. be like, you could, you wouldn't be able to do that, but. So um, before we wrap here, yeah, there's, there's that points projected that underdog oh. gives you. Okay, let's see that. Right? If you look at your team, it gives you projected points. Or does it do I have is to go a, to my is there a way to see everybody's? Uh I don't even know. Lot results. I'm so bad on this site, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Drafts completed. I can just I'll call up yours. Oh, you're ahead of me by 37 points. Oh wow. You win. You win. I again. win. That's it. It's 26, over. 98 to 2661. Adam wins again. Who who's in for, where where do I rank among all, all, all the teams? I don't know. Like I'm going I could just go team by team and see that, but I don't know if there's another way to do it. Team Results. one is way ahead of us. Team two is ahead of team one. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do this anymore. Never mind. You're going down a never mind. You're going down a rabbit, a rabbit hole here. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. All right. So how'd you feel? Did you feel all right in your first uh, underdog Superflex tournament you team? Know, it was fun to talk with you and, and do it, but I don't feel like I had a real plan or anything. Uh, I don't like drafting last. I, 
they we talked we were on with Billy Muzio last week, and I think I mentioned this on with him how I had told him that day I don't really like the ten spot, and he's like I like them all equally, and I'm like ha ha. He's like no, I'm serious, and sort of okay, I get that. Like a, a pro is not going to really react to what draft order you get, but this one you and I are doing with death dealers and with Louis, I Louis G is my partner in that we're 12 again. I'm like, I just want to have one guy to play off of, you know, like if Jared's 11 in that, if Jared had been 12 and I know, and I know a lot about him, so I can have some idea what I think he's going to do after me, those two picks after me, it's still two picks. It doesn't have to matter, but there's nothing like that you can do at 12 because you make that, you make those two picks and then it's 20, two other picks before you go again. There's no strategy. That guy has a tight end already, or this guy doesn't have a quarterback already. There's none of that when you're on the very end. You know, you just have to get your roster filled out and then take a nap. So I like that aspect of it. Even sometimes if it's futile, you think it means something and it doesn't, or you predict wrong, uh, it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely get you there. And, and hopefully we can, I know every time we go, uh, every time we, we live, pod one of these things it's we were at the end of the draft here and we gotta and we're scrambling but now <laughs> i'd like to you know we're gonna do these all all not these specific ones but we're gonna do drafts all summer and all i mean we're still in winter here i got you know six inches of snow outside it's 12 wow. degrees you know it's crazy it's wild wow tomorrow 67 no or oh. thursday beautiful thursday. melt this stuff will you balmy <laughs> Well, I'm sorry again, like you said, uh, to everybody, we, so you reached out to a bunch of people, meet us in there, and we were not able to uh, to do that. But Maybe next time, Mike, we'll, what we'll do is we'll 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 start the, the pod, and then we'll get in, and then maybe that'll – I mean, we were literally the last two guys in, which was yeah. which never happened. I see well, Billy I, does this all the time, Musio, and he – all right, let's get in, and he gets in, and there's five or six spots open, and people join. We do it with the last two. Unbelievable. Well, that's just how it felt, right? I mean – uh, we couldn't, we didn't pick the room. You don't pick the room you're in, right? right? You just sort of click on the thing and it puts you in a draft. And we realized that it happened. Like, do you want to get out? Like, no, let's just go. So that's fine. That's right. If, if we, you don't like your team, just do another one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adam, nice being with you. Thursday night, Dynasty Deep End. Still a lot of topics to talk about getting closer to the draft. Yes. Got a couple of guests, I'm sure, coming up in the next few weeks with, uh, analysis on the rookies so great time of year for dynasty players we'll see you thursday night here on the deep end mike shope adam krautwurst see you then see you guys